Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are thankful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you, to hear you. Spirit of God, minister to us, speak to our hearts, transform us, Lord. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wonderful. Well, well, July is our evangelism month. Hallelujah. July is our month of evangelism in our church. And um, I think it ought not to be so that we have to call a certain month a month of evangelism. Because according to Acts chapter 8, when Jesus saved us, he says that we became witnesses. We have become witnesses. Hallelujah. And we will go to the outermost parts of the world. Amen. Amen. We became witnesses. We are not, we are not sometimes witnesses and sometimes not witnesses. Hallelujah. We became witnesses. And so our lives on a daily basis is supposed to witness to people. Hallelujah. And I was entreating you, I was sharing with the people who came for the prayer meeting, that this month, this month, every one of us, every one of us, is going to try as much as you can to win at least one soul, at least one soul for Christ. At least one soul. Amen. Amen. And then everyone should try at least to bring one person, at least to bring one person. I'm not talking about someone who is a choir leader in Pentecost and is your friend. Bring him to church. I'm talking about someone who does not go to church. Bring at least one person to church. So two assignments for the month of July. One soul, at least. I'm not saying when you... Because today, I want two souls. By the grace of God. I've I've carried out my assignment. By the grace of God. And their names are Nilsa and Rex. And I intend to pray for them. That they will be established. Amen. 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 They give their life to Christ. And it is worth it. Do you see? It is worth it. So I'm telling you that you can win at least one soul for Christ. Amen. 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 Somebody wants me to give him one of my souls. (laughs) Hallelujah. Win at least one soul and bring at least one person. So it doesn't mean that you stop when you get one. Because we are saying at least. Some of us can win only one. Some of us can win ten souls in the month of July. But by all means, by all means, don't sit still. Don't, don't let it sit well with you for not winning a soul for Christ. Hallelujah. And I was saying that um, it's a shame that we call a month evangelism month. You know, because we do, we not, we're not supposed to have one month where we evangelize and the rest of the month 
we don't evangelize. I don't know where the rest of the people have gone. Because um, it's an evangelism man. They have finished their assignment. I don't know where they have gone. But I'm saying that we need to win souls all the time. Now the reason why Lighthouse, we set it a month of evangelism and we set it aside to evangelize is to bring to our awareness what we have become. That we have become witnesses. Hallelujah. You realize that there is a month in a year where they say this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. How many of you have heard that before? Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now, it doesn't mean that the rest of the year there's no breast cancer. Do you understand? It doesn't mean that the rest of the year there's no breast cancer. Breast cancer is there throughout the year, but none of us, none of these women will ever have breast cancer. None of the women who are here will ever, or in our church, will ever have breast cancer by the grace of God. And none of the men will also ever have breast cancer. Oh, men do get breast cancer. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so every day, we're supposed to witness. Just as every day you go to the hospital and people are coming, even not in a month, just the month of October. It's not only in the month of October that people have breast cancer. But there's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Amen. So we also make it a month that we are aware what we are, actually, throughout the year, what we are. And that also enables some of us to at least win a soul also for Christ. Because you have not been doing it the whole of the year. But the month pre- 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 presents itself the opportunity for you to do that. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? So please, try and win a soul for Christ this month. Try and invite someone to church this month. And when you bring a person to church, I need to see the person. And bring the person to me and say, here is my person that I brought to church. Hallelujah. Amen. Would we do that? Yeah. Kofi, would we do that? We have to bring people to church. Amen. We have to bring people to church. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Now, this month also is our feeding 527 month. Hallelujah. Now, our feeding 527 is always a month that we set aside to share from one of the books that have been written by our bishop. Amen. God has anointed this man so mightily. God has anointed him for us. But it seems that there are people who are outside, who are enjoying the blessings that the Lord has blessed us with. God has blessed us with an anointed man of God, very, very anointed and full of wisdom. And God told him to write books. And he has been writing many books. But it seems that so many people are benefiting from the books. So many people, there was something that I read about Someone who does not even know the bishop. He got hold of the bishop's book, read it, and implemented the things that are in the book. And he has been blessed so mightily. Hallelujah. And so we don't want to be that kind of person. Who does not cherish what the Lord has blessed us with. Hallelujah. We don't want to be the person who the Lord has blessed you and you are not benefiting from it. Amen. And so we set this month aside to share one of the books that he has written. 
And this month, we are going to share from the book, Many Are Called. Hallelujah. Many Are Called. And I believe a lot of you have the book, and we have ordered some of the books. We have ordered the books to give to those of you who do not have the book. If you do not have the book, we have ordered some, and I was hoping that they will be here today. But I believe because of all the things that happened, it has delayed everything. And I'm hoping that you will get a book next week, God willing. And I believe you are going to be blessed from this book. So today we just want to introduce the book because our time is fast spent already. And um, I'm hoping by the grace of God next week we will be able to go into more of the book and share. Hallelujah. So today, if you have the book, I want you to turn with me to the first chapter of the book, the first chapter of the book, and it says why you are still alive. So turn with me to the first chapter of Many Are Called, the book Many Are Called, and it says why you are still alive, why you are still alive. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, it says, for we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. We shared several weeks ago, we shared something about this scripture. We say we are God's crafty hand. We are his workmanship. God created us and he did not create us to put on a shelf just to look at us. He says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. That we should walk in them. Amen. It's like a woman who is cooking. You have plans for the food that you are making. You knew, you knew the thoughts, the plans, how you are going to serve the food, how you are going to eat it, how you are going to dish it out, the way you are going to decorate it, even on your dining table. You had plans for all of that. And you went around looking for the ingredients. You went around looking for the ingredients. Some of the ingredients, they didn't come that easily. Amen. But you gathered all the ingredients to prepare the food. And when you prepare the food, it is for a purpose. And so if someone comes and sees the food and the fridge and just takes the food and dish it and just eat it, you will come back and you will not be happy with the person. It's like you prepare a food, you prepare food for us to all share, and then somebody came and then the person just took the whole food and took it home. You see, not considering at all the intention of that person who prepared the food. That I prepared the food and I wanted Reverend to taste some of the food. Somebody prepared food and he wanted me to taste some of the food. And then somebody took the whole food home. I wanted to visit that person and eat that food in a person's house. But somebody told me, don't do that. I was going to come to the person's house and say, bring the food. Bring it out. But I was advised not to do that. Amen. But he says... We, he created us unto good works. God created us unto good works. 
You see, so that is the reason why you are still alive. Coffee, God saved you. God saved you. God gave his only begotten son to die for you. And you have received him. You have received salvation. And you know that heaven is a better place than here. But God is keeping you here. God is still keeping you because he created you. He made you for, unto certain good works. And he wants you to fulfill those good works before he calls you. Hallelujah. That is why you are still alive. Because if you believe that heaven is a better place and that we should all go to heaven, then you better, you, you'll be better off killing yourself and going to heaven right away. Gina, isn't that so? You'll be better off killing yourself and then go to heaven. But you are still around because there's a good work that God created for you to fulfill. Hallelujah. I said there's good work that God created for you to fulfill. Amen. Because this world is full of trouble. You all agree with me that this is not an easy world. Look at students suffering. You have to deal with your professors, the ones that don't like you, the ones that like you. We look at marriage. We say we are happy in our marriage, but we know that there are some troubles in our marriage. Amen. And so there's a reason why God saved us, and we need to fulfill that reason. Hallelujah. You see, there's a reason why a man will spend money and have a big wedding to marry a wife. And so if you are a wife and a man has married you, there's a reason why he married you. Amen. There's a reason why he married you. So when you have come to his house and then you are wearing shorts to sleep and tight belts on your waist to sleep, you are not making the man happy. Amen. There's a reason why the man married you. Hallelujah. One man of God was sharing and he says, the woman who withhold yourself from your husband, if I hear something like that, that you are doing that, I will slap you before I cancel you. He says, I will slap you before I cancel you. And he says, the man also, you see, you are married a wife. You are married a wife. You have to, you, it's not because you have something in your mind. That is all on your mind. That is all on your mind. And so every evening, just quickly come. And then you are, not, no preparation, no, no romance, nothing, no preparation. And then come. That is the reason why. And then when you say, ah, but why do you always do that? You say, boy, boy, you are not twice. <laughs> It's a bad body and no one at once. That is not a wise thing, also. That means as for as for playing soccer, all you need is just kick it in the goal. It's not how. Amen. There is there are other reasons why the woman also came to the marriage. There are other reasons why the man came to the marriage. Hallelujah. And so, women also, it's not the only reason why a man married you. It's not just to have a child. That is not the only reason. That you think that you have had a child and that's the end of the marriage. And because we see it also amongst us, that when a woman marries, the next thing that we ask, when is a child? When are you going to have a Who said that that is the only reason why a woman married? Stop asking those things. 
and ask, how is the marriage? Are you enjoying the marriage? How is the sex part of the marriage? How is, how is it going with the marriage? How is it, are you enjoying it? And stop asking those questions. Amen. Don't ask anyone who marries again. If you want to find, ask, how is the marriage? Because you want to be enticed also so that you can also marry. That is what you have to ask. Amen. Everyone wants a child. Don't ask the question. Hallelujah. Do not ask any woman who marries, when are you going to have a child? That is not the only reason why we marry. Amen. Sometimes we marry, we, want, we don't even want to have children yet. We want to enjoy the life first. Because I tell you, when the children come in, your life is changed. Oh, yes. When the children come in, the enjoyment ceases. When the children came into my life, I started watching Disney movies. I go to Disney. Oh. I didn't know about Bunny until I married. I didn't know about Atta. Do you know Atta? You see, you are single, you don't know Atta. But I know Atta. Now he's not even on TV. Is he still on TV? Is Atta still on TV? You see? Do you know the Koala brothers? You don't know the Koala brothers. But I know the Koala brothers. You see? You are single. Chris, do you know Koala brothers? You don't know Koala brothers. Do you know Blue Screws? Blue Screws. Blue Screws. You see? When I, have, when I had children, my life was Blue Clues and Koala Brothers and Barney. And, so leave people alone and let them enjoy their marriage. Amen. Let them enjoy their marriage. Hallelujah. There's a reason why we marry besides having children. There was a point in my life, there was a point in my life where I came to a stage where I said, look, we are not having children because the thing is not coming. And so we are not going to have them. And we are going to enjoy our lives. And I was not comfortable whenever people see me and, hey, when, I, when is a child coming? When is a child coming? Especially with my wife. And you see, a lot of times when these things are happening, you see, the woman even suffers more. But there's a purpose, there's a reason why, there are other reasons why we marry. And we were happy together. Hallelujah. Until the children came, we were happy. Why weren't we happy? Or, Hallelujah. Before the children came, we could go to movies and then I didn't need a car. I did not need a car. We take the bus to Co-op City. We take the we used to take the bus to Co-op City. One day the rain came. Man. <laughs> because my wife always wanted me to buy a car. I said, I don't have children. I don't need a car. You want a car? Yes, my metro car. Those days, I think we didn't have metro car, but we had metro, the coins. They were in my tokens. My pockets. Every time, I have tokens in my pocket. Amen. And when the children came, their life is changed. Now, I have to know who is a babysitter. I didn't know what is a babysitter. I have to know who is a babysitter. I have to know who is a, a certified babysitter and not certified. On the books and on the books. I had to know all these things. Hallelujah. So there's, there are other reasons why we get married. And when the time look, when a woman has a child, you will see it. Won't you see it? When you had a child, didn't the people see it? Every day she goes to church. Hey, when is the child coming? 
Hey, when is the child coming? When is the child coming? Why? Did I marry to bring you a child? I didn't marry that I bring you a child. Amen. And then you making the people were making me work harder than I could. Because the pressure was on me. Too much pressure. The man has worked tired, go to check, come home late. Hey, tonight is the night. Hey. It's not a good thing. Too much pressure. Don't put any pressure on me. Please. I'm done anyway. So don't ask for a fourth one. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is a reason and a purpose for which God saved us. God did not save us to sit on shelves. God did not save us so that every day we come and sit down that somebody preaches to you. Hallelujah. God did not save us. Because if God saved us just so that we will be saved, he should have taken us to heaven and not leave us here in this world, wicked and adulterous world, where we have a chance to even backslide. He would not have left us here. But he left us here for a purpose. Hallelujah. I say he left us here for a purpose. Amen. Amen. There are things that God wants us to accomplish before he calls us. And God expects us to fulfill that call. To, to, to live, to fulfill. You know, sometimes there's a word that no other language can explain it. You know, there's a word. And sometimes I'm, I'm tempted to use certain language. You know, to, 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 to express myself. Hallelujah. I tell you, no language is good enough to express yourself fully. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But it's amazing how Christians live their lives completely forgetting why God saved us. It is amazing how we don't even realize the reason for which God saved us and the reason why he is still keeping us here. Hallelujah. We are not alive so that we can build houses. We are not alive so that we can buy cars. The reason why God saved you is not that you can have houses and buy cars. Amen. Because sometimes we get angry, we don't come to church. We don't come to church because certain things have not been accomplished in our lives. God did not save you so that you have a good marriage. So that if your husband troubles you today, you are not coming to church. That you fought with your wife, so you are not coming to church. You didn't like the way your wife was behaving, so you are not coming to church. That is not the reason why God saved you. God did not save you so that you can have a house. Amen. Your happiness is not as important as God taking you to heaven. Your happiness here on earth is not as important as God taking you to heaven. That is why no matter what happens to you, you want to come to church. Amen. No matter what happens to you, you want to speak to somebody about salvation. You don't only share salvation when you are in the mood. That is the summer and we can wear our shorts and t-shirts so that you can share salvation. Your, your joy and your promotion is not as important to God. Amen. It's not as important to God as the fact that he will save you and take you to heaven. One day somebody came to church and as the people were worshipping, the pastor noticed that the person was not singing. The person was standing quietly. And the people were singing, lifting up hands and singing. So at the end, the pastor called this person and asked, why were you not singing? Why were you so quiet? 
And I think they were singing a, they were singing a song that pertains to what the Lord has done for me, you know, and giving praise and things like that. He says, I don't see any reason why I should be thanking God at this moment. He says, I want a child, and God has not given me a child. And not only that, then I went to the doctor, and now the doctor is telling me that I have something in my womb. If you will not put a child in my womb, why you allow something else to be in my womb? And so for that reason, she did not have a reason to lift up her hands to sing. But I'm saying, God did not save you that you have a child. The reason why God saved you is not so that you have a child. Children or without children, God saved you and he has good works for you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? We only have to fulfill what God has called us for. I tell you, if you, if you prepare a meal, if you prepare a meal and you have plans for the meal, and somebody comes and takes the food and eats it anyhow, you will not be happy. You will not be happy. And you did not prepare the food because the person comes and sees the, the food in the refrigerator. It doesn't mean that you have no plans for the food. Does it mean when you come and see food in the fridge, just because I cook it in the morning and I put it in the fridge, so it like, I don't have any plans for the food. So you come and then you take the food. And that is what we are doing to God. That he has saved you and you think that he just saved you to put it on a shelf to look nice. Hallelujah. God saved you for a reason. God saved you for a purpose. Hallelujah. I say God saved you for a purpose. Amen. If you are alive today, God is waiting for you to fulfill the good works before he calls you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you know, I, um, I just want to just give you one of the reasons, one of the reasons in chapter 2, and then we can bring the service to a close because our time is fast spent. Hallelujah. I say God saved you for a reason. Amen. And we need to fulfill the reason or we need to carry on the assignment, the reason why God saved us. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Or you don't like it? You see, look, the reason why, the reason why the, our churches are dying is because we don't share about messages like this. Do you understand? The reason why our churches are dying is because, you see, anytime you are not carrying on the function for which you were made for, if they hire you at a job and you are you are, you are supposed to maybe give documents to patients. You work in a hospital, and whenever the patients come, all you need to do is just give them this pamphlet. You know. And then you say that, oh, you know, giving them pamphlet alone, it looks like you don't like people. So when they come, you want to have a chat with them. You want to talk with them. And so one patient comes in, and then you stand with the patient chatting how are your children? How many children do you have? What job do you have? And you are chatting, and then so many of them are passing by. They will not keep you on that job for too long. Anything that you do not do because if, if that is the reason why they took you or they employed you, if you don't do that thing, you'll be fired. Hallelujah. And so if we also do not carry out what God wants us to do, we will decay as a church. Our churches have turned into prosperity and blessings. Bless me. Give me a promotion. Give me a job. Do this. Do that for me. Do this. Look, God is not only a provider. God is a God who saves. Hallelujah. 
God is not only a God who provides, he's not only a provider, but he's also a savior. Hallelujah. And he did not only save you so that he can provide for you, give you things always. And that is what we have become. Always asking God to give us things. Always asking God to give us, give us, give us, give us, give us. You only remember God as a savior on the day that you were saved. Forgetting that he can also save others. Amen. You see, and that is why we don't invite people to church. Because we don't see God as a savior. You see God as a provider. So you come, God provides you with safety. God provides you with life. God provides you with a job. That as long as you are serving God, you will still have your job. As long as you are serving God, he will still keep you in a job. He will promote you. He will do this. And you forget that God is also a savior. Amen. But God is really a savior. Hallelujah. I say God is a savior. Amen. Now, for the work that God has, God to save so many people, he did not only call a few people to save. Do you understand? He did not call only a few people so that we can save all these people. If there are so many billions of people in the world, God cannot save them by a few people. Hallelujah. And sometimes when we look at a church and we look at how many, if we look at our church, for instance, there's only one pastor here. Do you see? And so it makes you feel like, you know, the work is for only a few people. But God saved us and he wanted so many people to be involved in his work. Hallelujah. There is an important, this is an important concept in every Christian's life. Hallelujah. That you are, you are also called to do the work of God. You are called to do the work of God. Amen. And you don't want to miss this call. The Bible says many are called. There are so many of us who are called to do the work of God. And you don't want to miss this call. None of us want to miss this call. How many of you want to miss a call from Obama? You want to miss a phone call that you, you came home. Actually, Obama called your house. And you were not there. And then nobody told you. David, would you be happy? Benson, would you be happy that Obama actually gave you a phone call? He called your home. And then you came home. And then somebody played the, the voice message. And they didn't tell you. And he left his number. And when they finished, they deleted the message. Marion, would you be happy to miss a call like that? Hallelujah. There are certain calls that you don't want to miss. Amen. I said there are certain calls that you don't want to miss. And one of the calls is that God has called you. When you go for a job interview, you don't want to miss a call from that company. When you go for a job interview, your phone is always with you. Even when it will disturb us in the church, you still have it on ring. Because you don't want to miss a call from the company. True or not true? Yes. You want to be told if the company calls. If you come home and the company has called, you want to be told. So there are certain phone calls, there are certain calls that you don't want to miss in this life. Hallelujah. You don't want to miss a call from God. That is why I'm sharing this message with you. Hallelujah. As a Christian, you need to be told that God has called you. As a Christian, I say you need to be told of God's call. Hallelujah. 
And he says, many are called. There are so many of us who are called. He says, many are called, but few are chosen. In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 14. He says, many are called, but few are chosen. Many, many of us are called, but very few are chosen. Hallelujah. Now, there may be a reason why few are chosen. There may be a reason why, you see, if you take the, um, the diversity lottery, for instance, you see, they call so many people to apply. They put it out for so many people to apply. But very few are chosen. Very few are chosen. And if you are not chosen, or if you do not apply, it's not their fault. If you did not hear of it, it's not their fault. Some people do not apply. Some people are not chosen because they did not apply. Amen. But many people are invited to apply. Many people, it is given to many people, different nationalities. Everyone is called to apply. Can I have an amen? Amen. So if you do not apply, it doesn't mean that you are not called. It doesn't mean that you are not invited. Eric, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If you do not apply, it doesn't mean that you are not invited. Now, if somebody does not tell you, it does not also mean that you are not invited. Hallelujah. If you did not hear about it, does not mean that you are not invited. It means you have to search for it. You have to get that message. But it does not mean that you did not get invited or they did not, they forgot about you. Hallelujah. Some people are not called, some people are not, in, um, they're not, they are not accepted or they don't get finally into this country because they don't even apply or they don't even hear about it or they don't care about it. Hallelujah. Some people don't hear about it at all. Some people also think that they don't qualify. Do you know that? There are some people who think that they don't qualify. There are some people who think that the way my situation is, God cannot call me. But God is saying that many of you are called. Many of you are called. Hallelujah. Many of you are called. You see, like the lottery, some people are not selected because they don't fill the form properly. They say, put your picture on the right side. And they think that as long as my picture is in it, it's fine. They don't fill the form properly. Hallelujah. And so they are not selected. The same way, if you don't also respond to their call properly, you feel like you are not accepted. Even as I'm sharing with you about this call, there are some people who are sleeping because it is not important to them. I'm sharing such important message with you and you are sleeping. Hallelujah. And I tell you, if right now, I just said that at the end of the service, I am going to give everyone who came for the evangelism today $500. $500. You see. See how many people are awake right now. Because we just had $500. But I tell you, what I'm sharing with you is more than $500. It's more than $500. Hallelujah. I say it's more than $500. Amen. So many of you are called. Now many are called means many are called. Many are called. What does many mean? It means many. Does it mean few? So what do you think that only few people can do what I am doing? 
Many of you can do what I'm doing. Many of you are pastors. God has called many of you to be pastors. Constance, God has called many of you to be pastors. God has called you to be a lady pastor. God, God has called you to win souls for him. God has called you to be a shepherd. What is a pastor? A pastor is a shepherd. A person who watches over God's sheep. That is a pastor. Amen. But some of us don't take the call seriously at all. Some of us, there are other things which are more important than the call of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Wonderful. I think that time is up. And I don't want to go beyond our time. So, I will pause here. And the next time that we meet, we will continue. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for the Lord and stand onto your feet. And then we will continue next time that we meet. Many of you are called, but few are chosen. You are called. Say, I am called. Say, I am called. I am among the many. I am part of the many. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, many are called. Many of us are called. Many of you are called by the Lord to do his work. Many are called, but few are chosen. Because few respond. Many are called. Many are called. You are part of the call. You are part of the call. Zadian, you are part of the call. You are part of the call. You are part of the call. Shakira, you are part of the call. God has called you to do his work. God has called you to do his work. God has called you to do his work. Emmanuel, you are part of the call. Yes. You are part of the call. David, you are part of the call. You are part of the call. God has called you to do his work. Yes, Irene, you are part of the call. God has called you to do his work. God did not save us just so we are born against Christians that we don't do anything. But God called us to do some good work. There's some good work that is expected of you.
we are thankful for the call upon our lives we are thankful lord for this great call lord we do not want to miss this great call from you therefore oh god give us all that it takes to respond to this call father if there be any hindrance any resistance any opposition anything that stands in our way to prevent us from responding to this call lord may you make way for us remove such obstacles from our lives anything that hinders us oh the dust of this world the heaviness of this world the works of this world that holds us back lord deliver us and set us free from them all that we will respond to your call in the name of jesus we thank you lord that we are part of the many we thank you lord that we are part of your chosen the ones that you have selected the ones that you have chosen lord we include ourselves to be part of this many we thank you we bless you in the name of jesus if there's anyone here this afternoon you have not given your life to jesus with all eyes closed every head bow you say i want to give my life to christ i want to come to jesus if that is your prayer lift up your hand and i'll pray with you lift up your hand you say i want to receive jesus christ as my savior is that you if you are the one i am talking to lift up your hand and i'll pray with you you want to receive jesus christ as your savior do not live here without receiving jesus christ as your personal savior this is the month of evangelism we are not going out to reach you but you are here and the lord is here to meet you if that is you wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you anyone here like that father we thank you in the name of jesus we thank you lord for the gift of salvation we are grateful lord for saving us you say no man can come to you except the father draws him father we thank you that you have drawn us into this great kingdom we thank you for our salvation help us lord to continue to walk with you in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah you may be seated We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.